And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is in the studio with me. It has gone quickly, hasn't it? it you has were here just the other day. That's right. It was just the other day. It's Every other day is Friday at the moment. I don't know what it is, but... I'd rather be sitting in here today than standing out in that wind. Cool. It, is a, it is a bit breezy today, and uh, I think over the weekend there's going to be a bit of rain as well. So yeah. a good weekend to stay home and hide underneath the covers, I think. I don't know. I agree with you totally. Absolutely. <laughs> I know this is going to sound a little bit premature, but today's topic is maximising tax deductions before June 30. But before you start thinking, hang on, we're nowhere near the end of the financial year, let me remind you today is the first day of the final quarter of mm. the financial year. So we're inside the last three months now. And some of the things you need to do before the mm. end of the financial year sometimes take a little bit of thought and planning and a little bit of time. Yes, correct. Exactly. And I think that's why you know I thought it was a good opportunity to talk about this so that you can try and eliminate that panic and fear and the rushing of decisions leading into 30 June. So today we're sort of going to touch on things for people to consider when it comes to maximising your deductions. And there are a few ways that, that you can do that and there's, there's, there's limited opportunities that you have depending on your individual situation. That's obviously what people need to consider. But it's really then about saying, okay, what can I do about the deductions? One, maximising your tax deductions to super are a great way to lower your taxable income. Now, when I say maximise deductions, ultimately what we're trying to achieve here is limiting the amount of unnecessary income tax that we pay and that could include capital gains tax on the sale of assets so why should people what you know when, when i say why should people be thinking about it we want to try and lower our income tax we yes. all need to pay some but let's not pay any more than we need to we can do that by taking advantage of the concessional superannuation limit and that's just a fancy way of saying $27,500 is the most you can put into super. What you get from your employer will count towards that limit. Yes. And we call the difference between the limit and what you get from work as your cap space. Now, you could salary sacrifice to meet your cap space if you have time. With April, May and June to go, you may not get a year's worth of cap space in there. Or you can make a personal contribution where you use your own money and put that into superannuation and then claim a tax deduction for 100% of that money in exactly the same way as if you'd salary sacrificed an amount every fortnight or every month through your employer. So they are the ways that you can get money into superannuation and claim a tax deduction, which if your marginal tax rate is more than 15%, you're getting a tax benefit. So let's have a look at a quick example. I earn $100,000 working as a bricklayer and my tax rate on a large portion of my income is going to be 34%. If I put $10,000 into superannuation, I will pay 15% on that money. If I receive that $10,000 as salary, it's very likely that I will pay 34% on that money. So by putting $10,000 of your own money or salary sacrificing your wages to super, you're actually saving 19% plus an amendment to the amount of Medicare that you have to pay. So that's what we're touching on today is ways that you can lower your taxable income, but also then try and limit potentially the capital gains tax on the sale of a property. Let's say you sold an investment property this year and you've got $100,000 of 
capital gains that gets added to your income, yeah. a way to reduce that because ultimately capital gains tax is just income tax another way. If you make a contribution to super, you could use your cap space for this year up to 27500 But then remember, we've also got those bring forward provisions that we could use. And that means the cap space that we haven't used when the limit was $25,000 in the 18-19 financial year, we can use that space, 1920-2021. So you need to look back and say, did I reach the limit in previous financial years? Where your superannuation balance at the start of the year is less than $500,000, you can go back to the 18-19 financial year and get that space and bring it forwards. And 1920, get that space and bring it forwards. So that could be a great strategy for you if you've sold a lumpy asset like a unit or a house or something that's triggered capital gains tax. You could put in multiple years of contributions that you haven't utilised in that one year and reduce the amount of potential tax you pay on the sale of an investment property. So that's a very, very handy one. Another reason why we're talking about it now and not on the 1st of June is you may want to start a pension. Here's another example. Let's say I'm 60 years of age and I start a transition to retirement pension from my accumulated superannuation. I could start a pension and take $20,000 out, tax-free. I could then, up to the limit of $27,500, I could put in that same money that's come out into another super fund and claim 100% of that as a tax deduction. So whilst it sounds silly, um, I had an instance this week for a lady who was 65. She hadn't used her cap space in previous years. She was eligible for a $50,000 tax deduction. That resulted in her being $10,300 better off, which we actually worked out would pay 14 weeks of her rent. Wow. So it made a really, really big difference. And sometimes when you get to do these things and you can see the the real-life benefit of just explain to somebody a strategy that they just didn't know existed. That's the real value of being able to help people or someone reaching out and getting help to try and get themselves in a better position. So there are lots of ways to minimise your tax. There's lots of ways to create tax deductions and there's lots of ways to fund it. Part of it could be savings. Part of it could be an offset account on your house. Part of it could be starting a pension taking the money out and then putting it back into another account. There are lots of ways that you may be able to fund a deduction that you've just not thought about. Yeah, and you've spoken in the past about a neat little trick where you might hold some shares, for example, that are currently worth a little bit less than when you bought them, Mm -hmm. but you can sell them today, buy them back again tomorrow at the same price. You've crystallised a capital loss that can then be balanced against other capital gains. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, again, speak to your accountant about doing this because the ATO, are, you know, they don't want to think that you're doing things just for tax purposes. Um, you know, so talk to your trusted advisor, primarily your accountant about these sorts of things. Yeah. But that's right. You could you could sell an asset and then make a contribution to super and potentially buy it back. If you want to hold something long term in a pension, we've talked about pensions in other episodes where everything inside them is tax free. So it's a great place to hold growth assets leading into retirement because if you sell them in the future, there is no capital gains tax to pay, which is very advantageous. Another way of transferring money and getting a deduction is doing what we call an in-specie transfer. 
And that could be as simple as I have 100 CBA shares and I want to transfer those 100 CBA shares into my super fund. Right. And you use that as the funding mechanism for your tax deduction. Okay. Again, the same limits apply. Yep. You've got certain caps. But the in-specie transfer just means transferring it in its current form. So the CBA shares you may have in your own name get transferred into your self-managed super fund or your personal super fund, and you claim a tax deduction for the money going in, which is another way of funding a deduction without having the cash sitting in the bank. Okay. And, of course, it's still three months to go until the end of the financial year, but I suppose it is time to start thinking about if you're planning to sell some assets at some time, you need to start thinking about, well, do I want to sell it before June 30 or do I want to sell it after June 30 to delay the tax implications of that? Exactly, and that's where, you know, talking about this now three months out from the end of the financial year is is vital because leaving it too late, if you sell a property and you don't settle in time, you may not have the money. Yeah to then be able to make the super contribution to try and mitigate or reduce any potential tax payable. So, you know, that's exactly why we're talking about it today on the 1st of, of April, because some of these things take some time to get ready. Setting up a pension can take some time. Getting money into a super fund to start a pension can take some time. The paperwork and all of the, the admin requirements to roll together three or four super funds to then take as much pension as possible can take time. So thinking about getting the ball rolling now and, and, and trusting or talking with your, your trusted advisor, primarily your yeah, accountant, yeah. to say, well, if I do sell this place before June, what sort of capital gain am I looking at? Because you don't want to sell something and not understand the implications. But it can also take some time to set up the vehicles that yeah. you're going to use to then maximise your deductions. Now, you mentioned talk to your trusted advisor and then you say that's your accountant in this case. Mm. Now, you're a financial planner mm. and that's not the same thing as an accountant. But Correct. you do work hand in hand, don't you? And so yeah, look, very I, much so. I, I've got a question here. You know, you, I might talk to my accountant once a year, but how yeah. often should I talk to my financial planner? Once a year? Uh, once a quarter? What should I do? Well, I, I make a running joke that I haven't turned my phone off since 2017. <laughs> um, and I've got plenty of clients that test that theory at all hours of the day and night, which I'm totally cool with. Um, it really comes down to your situation. Yeah. I think if you're going to make um, significant decisions like transferring assets, starting pensions, uh, maximising deductions, an engaged relationship with clients is, is always very, very important because over time you get to know what they're doing. You know what they've got. You know what they're thinking about doing because you know I see clients once or twice a year and that's regular as clockwork and, and that's, that's a must. You know, that's, that for me is not negotiable um, because that's the best way for us to stay across your situation and, and, and how things evolve and the things that you need. If you don't have somebody and you are talking to your accountant, then, you know, they're the, a great portal because you've got to go and get your tax done. And depending on the complexity of your situation, I would advise anybody to talk to their accountant or their advisor before doing anything just so that you don't go and do something sheerly by accident. Yeah. Like the number of times people have walked into me and said, oh, I bought a property on the weekend, I'm going to put it into my super fund. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you come and ask me? Oh, I didn't realise. And the spiral of whoops, you know, ends in tears and they're generally not mine. Um, <laughs> but I'd, I'd, I'd just make sure that you're aware of the decisions and the implications of your decision. If you're going to sell something, transfer something, buy something, too often I see people come in. Look, I, had a, I love a young girl in this week, 23, had, had, had inherited some money, 
and, and came in and was proactively saying, right, I want to buy a property. Whose name do I buy it in? Do I use a structure? Tell me about depreciation. Tell me about stamp duty. Tell me about deductions. It was really nice to see a young person, you know, thinking ahead and, and, and really being engaged with what was going on. Um, you know, and, and, and the young girl in, in question will probably really go places in the future because she was asking all those right sorts of questions before doing something, not in the throes of doing it. So, you know, I think talk to your advisor prior to making any large decisions and then you can make sure that you use the right structures and, and deductions that are available to you. Now, the other quick trick that some people like to employ as they approach the end of the financial year is they start to look at what might be coming up in the following financial year and ask themselves, is there anything there that I can pay ahead of time so I can get the deduction this year? Spot on. Love it. And again, if you're going to retire at 30 June and this is your last full high paying income year, try and bring forward any deductions that you can. Um, For the salaried employed, good ones are prepaying income protection because your income protection premium is tax deductible. So that's deductible at your marginal tax rate. So that is far more tax efficient than holding a policy through superannuation where you're only claiming a tax deduction at 15% and you've probably got a far inferior contract or inclusions in your policy. So a retail income protection contract is far better, plus a much better deduction. So prepay that. Margin lending, borrowing costs for investments. So you can prepay margin loans and bring forward the interest cost um, in there. If you're self-employed, speak to your accountant about, you know, vehicles costs. What are we going to need for the next 12 months? And is there any sort of immediate deduction if we're going to buy something? Um, So I'd be looking at that now because going out and buying some tractors and trucks and whatever else that you need, they're not, you just don't pop out and do that on a Saturday, you know, so get it in train now and understand your position and your cash flow. And that's when I think an accountant adds really, really good value to engage clients on that front. So Luke, can you tell me what are the key things we should remember when we're maximising our deductions? Yeah, well, again, the first one I've got here on the list is if you're early, you're never late. And I think this is a great example of things can take a little bit longer than you realise to get organised. Some things may be out of your control. You may need to sell a property. You may need to sell assets. You may have a dip in a market and you may want to wait until it recovers. So think about it now. Don't leave it to the end of the year because superannuation contributions must be cleared funds before 30 June. If the transfer is in the air and it lands on the 1st of July, then you've done next year's contributions and missed out this year. So, you know, be prepared, get ready, get it sorted. Check with your advisor, whether that's your planner, your accountant, Um, whoever it is that you engage to help you with the suitability of things. Just make sure that what you want to do is there because you may not be aware of the bring forward rules. You may not be aware of the non-concessional rules, the deductible rules, what salary sacrifice is, how it works, et cetera, et cetera. So just get a handle on what you need and make sure that you have access to the money that you want to use. Now, that could be an offset account, that could be a pension account, that could be an account-based pension, that could be a transition to retirement pension, it could be uh, borrowing money from mum to put it in to then give it back to her when you get your increased refund. You know, you could even use your own superannuation capital if you're over 65, pull the money out and put it straight back in the same fund and get a tax deduction. So there are lots of ways that you may be able to get take advantage of deductions and you have the funding mechanism available to you, you just don't realise. Um, that, 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 that I can't stress enough. Don't get upset because you don't know because you never asked. You know, as someone says regularly, you don't know what you don't know. And I think that's, that's where it came from. 
Well, that's an interesting point. You don't know what you don't know. So that's absolutely right. But if you don't know what you don't know, how do you know what the right question is? Well, How do I even know I need to ask you about something I don't know about? <laughs> you should know enough to get some help, and the person that you're talking to should be able to dig that out of you by asking yeah. the right questions. Um, oh, I'd, I'd also consider the tax implications of selling assets. Yes. Am I going to sell something this year, next year? You know, What's my marginal tax rate? What am I earning? And, and how much of that tax can I offset? Um, get your paperwork right, okay? If you put money into superannuation using your own capital, you need to complete a notice of intent. No form, no deduction. No form, no deduction. I can't stress that one enough. Um, and think outside the box. And the other thing I'd also say is, look, do what's right for you. You know, it used to be keeping up with the Smiths and the Joneses, well, now it's keeping up with the Haskins and the Kebers and the Thomases. Um, but do what's right for you. Understand what you need to maximise your position. Don't just do what your friends are doing because they may have completely different issues to address. So understand what you need. Be prepared for what you need to do. Be proactive and get it done well before 30 June and then you know that you can have everything in a timely manner with no panics and, and you don't miss out on tax deductions, which ultimately means saving money. Yep, uh, it always pays to plan ahead, or as the Boy Scouts would say, be prepared. There you go. So there you go. Or as Luke Smith would say, if you're early, you're never late, and which is go. which is a classic. Love it. Uh, we're at that point, Luke, where we must say, where can listeners get more information? Yep. So if you're unsure, six two six zero four seven four nine. Give the girls a ring. I think we might have some spots free before June. Um, if not, we'll make some. Envisionfinancial.com.au. That's Envision with an E. Uh, we've got the Knowledge Centre there. It's a free resource that people can register and use. Uh, we've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker. Luke talks money on iTunes and Spotify. And we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where you can see the show, watch it on your phone, pause it, key takeouts before and after the ad break, um, and you don't have to read anything. So that one is for me primarily. Yep, you can just sit there in your lounge chair and uh, watch it back on your phone or exactly. on your desktop or whatever the case might be. Love it. Thanks very much, Luke. See you next week. And we'll see you next Friday afternoon at about the same time when Perfect. Luke Smith from Envision Financial joins us once again to talk money right here on 2CC.